You're listening to Sunnyside Up, a B2B podcast that brings together real-world insights to help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we bring you the best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is transforming the way B2B companies go to market by enabling customers to embrace modern digital sales and marketing with a complete end-to-end suite of products. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Asher Matthew. Sam, welcome to the show. Please introduce yourself. Hey there, my name is Sam Nohava. I've been in the enterprise B2B marketing space for just about 15 years now, focusing on business development to demand generation. Most recently at SAP, I'm responsible for industry marketing to support the wholesale distribution and transportation industries. So real heavy focus on supply chain and customer communications. Fantastic. Sam, tell us about your topic. Sure. So my topic today is about building customer trust. I think the reality is the way the organizations built trust five years ago is much different than it is today. So in a recent Gartner survey, I saw that 57% of consumers reported that they lack trust in U.S. brands. And coming from large enterprise software companies like myself, I can say that much of the focus for relationship building has been around in-person events, things like conferences, customer dinners, lunches, workshops, you name it. But they were all in person. And to be honest, they were all very expensive. And so with digital marketing, we have some really unique and creative opportunities to build trust with our customers and also add value to sales in ways we haven't been able to do before. And if done right, they can be even more cost effective and successful than those in-person tactics we'd all become so accustomed to. Fantastic. What are the pieces of building trust through marketing? Sure. I'd say, you know, the three pieces I focus on on a regular basis within my role at SAP are storytelling, proof points, and also relationship-based marketing. So building that sense of community. All right, Sam, tell us about storytelling. Sure. So, you know, I think it's really important as marketers that we tell stories that resonate with our target audience. I think buying, especially software, was the last thing on people's minds a year ago. A question I ask myself is, you know, how can we offer companies with the tools and the knowledge they need to block and tackle those short-term challenges and find some semblance of business continuity, but also build trust for the long-term so that when they are ready to have those conversations or make a change within their organization, we're ready. And you know, one tried and true way to build success here is through storytelling. So in the last year, I think it was really critical to redirect any self-promotion to that of frontline customers who are experiencing these tough times firsthand and, you know, really getting creative to solve time-sensitive real-world challenges with your product or solution as an enabler. And to be effective at this, you really need to keep a pulse on your audience. So, you know, using data from search engine research to stay in tune what your customers are looking for, you know, where they're feeling pressure and really triangulate how your company can support them best during these tough times. So one of my favorite ways to do this is through organic search research and SEO. And it's really the cheapest, most effective and and most authentic way to reach your audience where you can essentially earn people's attention rather than buying it. So I don't know about you, but 
you know, as a consumer, I have a certain level of trust built up with Google search. I know that more often than not, if I search for something, I'm going to find what I need right away, front and center, not going to need to click to page two, page five, or heaven forbid, page 10. I will find what I need or I will change my search until I do that. And, you know, as a marketer, if you don't have the most basic understanding of search down, you're completely missing out. And in my role at SAP, focusing on content development and understanding the go-to-market strategy for a respective industry, it's critical that I have a pulse on what my customers are looking for, what they're struggling with. And search is really that front look at into, into their brains, if you will. Fantastic. Tell us about providing proof points. Yeah, so I'd say on a similar thread to storytelling, you know, there's an immense need to show value to your target audience, right? If you're not proving value, what what are you doing? So to build trust, I think customers really want to see those real world challenges being solved with the help of your products or services. So, you know, they want you to provide them with those new fresh ideas that challenge the way work is being done in their organization today. You know, they're looking for ways to reinvent themselves, sometimes even to make their mark on their own company, you know, make a name for themselves, make a brand, drive really big changes to support their career even. And for B2B companies, I think that focus should be placed on sharing stories of those successful pivots or new business models, you know, in true resiliency during difficult times. And I think we have plenty of those over the last year based upon all of the, you know, different ways companies have tried to reinvent themselves, both successfully in some ways and in maybe not so successfully in other ways. So I think it's important for you and all of us to develop a reputation as a problem solver, you know, a helpful consultative resource in a really approachable way. And, you know, one example of the value you provide your customers in this way of providing proof points or, you know, validation of your presence in the market could be, you know, educating them as to how how customers should take away certain tenants or learnings from the pandemic as best practices. So like I mentioned, there could be perhaps a delivery model or a new business service that they provided through the pandemic that maybe after social distancing and restrictions on on in-person gatherings are solved, maybe that's not the approach you want to take going forward. Maybe you redirect your energy towards coming up with a different way. So there's a lot of different, I think, areas you can focus on to provide those proof points or value points. But, you know, coming from the lens of real world experience and value is where the attention should be focused. Fantastic. So tell us about relationship-based marketing. Yeah, I think this this is one area I'm especially passionate about. Enterprise level marketing is very relationship based, as is the sales associated with it. You know, my early days in business development were spent literally filling seats at a fancy steak dinner. So that's really how I imagine most business was conducted back in the day. But you know, today that is very much different. I think buyers have more information than ever at their fingertips. Saw a quote recently that buyers are 57% of the way down their sales path by the time they engage. You know, so what can we do with that knowledge and what happens when we go back to some semblance of in-person? I think we need to adapt and build on the concept of relationship-based marketing and, and not come complacent. And you know, recently at a conference, I heard a quote from the Shark and FUBU founder, Damon John. He said that customers subconsciously ask themselves three things. 
do I like you? Could I work with you? And can I learn from you? And I think to ensure that those questions are answered with a resounding yes, some ideas could include, you know, building and maintaining a sense of community amongst your customer base that allows them to grow and learn together, getting your customers engaged in in a safe place to share their experiences through things like virtual workshops or lunch and learns or advisory councils. Here at SAP, we have industry advisory councils where you know, we meet on a quarterly basis, but there's certainly interaction in between in terms of different benchmarking exercises and hands-on engagements, but they really allow us to keep a pulse on what's going on in the industry, you know, selfishly from, from our perspective to know what's going on in our customers' minds, but also allowing them to interact in that safe space, you know, under NDA and with guided topics just proves to be extremely valuable for some of the best, brightest, most engaged customers we have and and something that we've really expanded since the pandemic because we want to be that that value add. We want to help them build relationships not only with our company, but with each other. And I think last but not least, you know, to really add value to your customers, I think you can act as an enabler to those close-knit communities of like-minded people. And really act as, as an advisor to support their unique needs. And, you know, there's a lot we can learn from putting our heads together in this way, not, again, not just for the customer themselves, but for your organization. I attended a lunch and learn yesterday where a, a group of 90 people met up on Zoom to, to talk about how to make their sales team more effective in, in virtual environments. And, you know, there was a subject matter expert, there was a software company, and then there was, you know, the actual industry practitioners. And, you know, from that experience, I think everyone kind of aired their dirty laundry, if you will, shared what's working, what's not working in a way that felt safe and felt encouraging. And I think everyone left with at least a handful of areas they could use to better enable and support their sales organization. I think that's really important that we lean on each other during these tough times and and again, use that to build relationships that can actually come out of the pandemic stronger than they ever were before. Fantastic. What would be one resource that you can share with our listeners? A book, blog, website, newsletter? Yeah, I would say there's an article by Gartner that I'd suggest that everyone who listens to this podcast reads. It's about building trust and the amount of research that buyers do before they ever engage with a company and just how important that consideration relationship-based marketing approach is. So I can send that over after our call. Fantastic. Who would be three other folks that you think we should invite who are in go-to-market or data science? Yeah, I'd say three people I can think of. One would be Arlen Knox. She's uh, Vice President of Demand Generation at Blue Yonder. And she's really passionate about all things demand gen, supporting sales, and aligning closely with the industry. She would be a great resource for you all. I'd say from SAP, a couple real good friends of mine and colleagues, Jen Vandezand. She is a SEO extraordinaire and has a special love and appreciation for content. And last but not least, Victoria Rochard from SAP, who is passionate about all things storytelling and really pivoting in this digital environment. How can people connect with you if they have questions? Sure, they can find me on LinkedIn, Sam Nohava. Pretty easy to find. Yeah, I would welcome any questions or follow-up thoughts or maybe experience that you've had on your own on this topic. Love to hear from you. 
Thank you so much for spending time with us. I learned a lot. I hope our audience learned a lot. And best of luck in your journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demand Based TV. 